At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hi, everybody, and welcome in. It is the Tuesday night edition of Primetime Action here from Visa and the Sports Betting Network, live from our South Point Sportsbook Studios. I'm Ben Wilson. We have the return of the parlay man, Jeff yes. Parles, on the desk. Let's go. Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. The cast, uh, the cast, the crew behind the scenes all helping out. Kelly, Kelly, this has to be great for you. Well, we got a great crew. We got Parles in Charge back on the show. <laughs> I love having Parles in Charge back. Yeah. It's just, just a great show whenever I can have both of you up here. I heard you were you were just on the East Coast and uh-huh. you were you were experimenting with some of the, the newfangled sports betting jurisdictional uh, opportunities to get some free bets in. Oh, I, is look, what I understand. I, I, I talked about it a little bit on on a numbers game this morning. I had a great time. In the in the newer jurisdictions, I, I was in Great. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois. I hit a hit a trio of them the, on the, the tour uh, de force. Yeah, no, it, it was a, it was a good it was a good time. It's good to be back though. It's good to be it's back. Good, yeah. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you in like months. I'm just but, picturing Jeff. Just he's just you know bouncing around in different states, playing ridiculous college baseball in game parlays. Like it's, it's a whole it's a whole thing. We're, we're going to talk about. Yeah. We'll have more college baseball. Jeff Jeff definitely falls in the group like myself that if we had all these betting options here in Vegas. We would be so rich in three months or so broke, and there would be no in-between. I, I, I am 100% with Kelly. There is legitimately no in-between. <laughs> Definitely. One of even though I'll say, if I if I can repeat the week I just had, I'll be very All happy. Right. Let's It'll see be on we, the good side right. for that. Let, let's see if we can repeat that into right now because we have baseball. We have a couple games underway, two that just got started, one that is in the late stages. Jeff, we have a, a whole lot of first pitches here coming up with a number of rainouts from yesterday. Full card on the MLB slate, sir, and there are going to be some uh, betting opportunities for us here tonight. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's start with the games that started real quick. Nats and Marlins, no score. They're playing in the top of the second. Joey Votto, a three-run homer for the Reds to give Cincinnati a quick 3 to nothing lead over the Arizona Diamondbacks between two teams that aren't particularly good. Reds actually closed minus 150 favorites in that one. Game starting momentarily in Baltimore first. The Cubs and the Orioles. Thompson versus Bradish. Cubs, a slight favored, minus 120. At DraftKings on that, total of nine juice to the under. In Pittsburgh, Tigers and Pirates, another battle of bad teams. Quintana and Peralta. Peralta with a sub-1 ERA to begin his season. Pirates, a favorite at home, minus 140, minus 135 in that pocket. Total 7.5. Either juice to the under or flat juice on that. Cardinals and Rays, really the best game of this early window. St. Louis will throw Dakota Hudson. Jeffrey Springs will go for the Rays. Cardinals plus 130 underdogs in this one. Rays minus 141 on your screen there. 
The A's and the Braves, Oakland will send Cole Irvin to the mound. Kyle Wright will go for Atlanta. Big favorites the Braves are at home in Cobb County. Minus 275 at DraftKings on Atlanta with a total of nine. The Yankees and the Twins round out this 7 o'clock Eastern hour. There is a second game of a doubleheader that doesn't look like. Let's start in time in Cleveland. We'll get to that in a second. Tyone and Sands, your pitching matchup. The Yankees, who are off to a unbelievable start so far this year. 39 wins in their first 54 games. Tyone and the Yanks tonight, minus 165 favorites against the Twins. And then game two of a doubleheader in Cleveland. Connor Pilkington, Taylor Hearn, your pitching matchup between the Guardians and the Rangers. Pilkington goes for the homestanding Guardians. Guardians, a minus 124 favorite in that one. Ben. And you're going you're gonna to gravitate right toward the, one of the worst games on the card just because, of course, you've got, what, first inning? You're, you're messing around with some first inning bets here, Jeff? Yeah, this is just one of those where the price was too high to not at least take a shot at. I missed the best of the number here. Uh, there was plus 130 this out is, earlier uh, this today. This is just a... Tigers Pirates, right? Yes, That's yes, the game? yep, okay. yep, exactly. Just to clarify, and that, it looks like that that is in a rain delay. So oh, we're gonna well, have, we got uh, some time. We got forty five minutes now to break <laughs> it down. Let's take the next forty five minutes. Yeah, plenty of time <laughs> to talk about your one inning bet. <laughs> plenty plenty of great, time. great, great. I, uh, the whole the whole reason to bet this early so we don't have to sweat these horrible teams. But uh, I guess I'm waiting a little bit longer. Yeah, this is just one of those where you're dealing. Even though Quintana and Peralta pitched above above their heads so far this year and have pitched well. You're going to give me a plus price. I know these offenses aren't good, but I'll take a plus price and a pretty reasonable one of that for a first inning, yes. And if uh, these two guys can throw zero, so be it. Tip my hat. We'll move to the next one, Ben. They knew you had the bet, and they're like, all right, let's just let's just move let's this just thing move back. Let's just move it back. Uh, move this thing back 45 minutes. We also have the uh, hockey game tonight. We're down to basically one game a night now, and we're down to three teams left as we get ready. That is a game starting at the top of the 8 o'clock uh, Eastern hour, so we're uh, getting prepared for that one. Rangers and Lightning, crucial game number four. Lightning down 2-1 in the series. You see uh, the handle, the bets. So far, the money coming in, interestingly enough, at least if you look puck line, people wanted to take the Rangers. A lot more split if you look at the overall money line. But the Lightning have been holding out pretty much uh, all day throughout the day today in the minus 170 range. I do see some late money here pushing this thing as high as behind us, Lightning minus 185. But still in the market, plenty of minus uh, anywhere from minus 170 to minus 180. We'll talk more about that game in a few minutes. Andy McNeil, our VEASAN NHL betting analyst, going to join us. Right here in just a few minutes, we'll also talk some college baseball tonight. Mike Harge, an outstanding college baseball television analyst, he is going to join the show at 8.30 on the East Coast. Then at 9, Drew Dinsick, our, our trusty old pal, Drew Dinsick, uh -huh. analyst for NBC Sports Edge, will come and join us, talk some NBA finals with uh, that series resuming tomorrow night. So we're talking a lot of baseball, though, today, Jeff. You, you missed out on yesterday's show where we had, like, five games you should have seen the, the TVs we had up here last night. It was, it was something else. I mean, wall had, to wall we, action we all night long. We had, yeah, we had Con Air on at one point. That was good. That was really fun. Very nice. Uh, so we have a lot more baseball to get to tonight, and really the big storyline. We talked about this last night. We had uh, Pete Rose on giving his thoughts on the Angels' brutal losing streak, but they fall again. Red Sox get the job done, one nothing, and today. Uh, really, like, you hesitate to say out of nowhere because when you have a 12-game losing streak and you are managing a team that has massive expectations, you could, I guess, expect this to happen at any point. But it goes without saying, when it's June 7th and a, a team like the Angels is all of a sudden making a change, something has really, really gone wrong. And that was the case today where Joe Madden officially fired. And that experiment, Jeff, from when he was hired three years ago, a complete 
failure in every sense of the word. It's, it's he, he fails to get over 500 at any point, and he leaves with this team in a 12-game losing streak, now two games below 500, and for the first time all season, uh, neither Shohei Ohtani nor Mike Trout lead your AL MVP race. Yeah, this, this, this spells the end of probably – I would imagine this is probably the end of Madden's managerial career. I think that's probably – Safe to be said at this point, even though, again, Tony LaRusso is managing at almost 80 and Buck Showalter is managing one of the best teams in baseball, again, after having a little bit of a hiatus. But I've been a, a, really a, a massive failure in this tenure for Madden. And, and more than anything, Ben, when you have a team that has Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, who last time I checked, Shohei and Trout are two the two best players, probably not only in the American League, but in baseball and your team – suffers this massive losing streak, head's got to roll. So we'll see what happens. Tonight, I was, it's very interesting to see that this has been bet up 15 cents. The Red Sox have taken money tonight, Ben. And I, I don't know. The, the, can't you go with the angle that the team with the manager getting fired well, Phillies are might, act, might so. actually show up <laughs> yeah. now? The Phillies are 4-0 since canning Girardi Friday morning last week. And look, the Angels just have too much talent in order to have anything remotely close, hey, heck, even a seven-game losing streak would be way too much, no less this 12 that they're on. And they went from right in the mix in the AL West to now they're in a total dogfight to even get in that race for the sixth seed in the AL now. It's man. amazing, too, how even from just 24 hours ago, and like normally like it's a 12-game it's a losing streak, so, I, I mean, for the books, it's not like after three or four or five losses, there's any, they're going to be really big overreactions in a futures market, but... All of a sudden today, Jeff, and really over the last 48 hours, we've seen the Angels go from, yeah, they were in the $2, $2.50 range to win the AOS to by yesterday they dropped down to $4 plus $4.50. Uh, today, I'm looking at this right now at DraftKings, today, right now, Astros minus 800 to win the AOS, Angels plus 850. And this is, like, how did <laughs> we get here? <laughs> what? Like, that escalated quickly. I mean, geez. What, what are we, two months into the season? Wow. I mean, my uh, – <laughs> like that's that's what we're looking at right now. I, I mean, you, and from the overall, just the macro perspective here on Madden, Jeff, you go back to the 2016 World Series, which he wins despite a very oh, interesting very decision lucky. to leave Aroldis Chapman in the game when he was completely completely ineffective and got very fortunate. Losing the NLCS the following year, losing the wild card the year after that, then he gets then he gets fired after a disappointing 84 and 78 record in Chicago, and it's. You know, you could you could make the argument for Madden has the amazing 08 run in Tampa Bay with the the super budget uh, budget constrainted darling team that lost to the Phillies has the of course the, you know the run with the Cubs that if it was any other team it would we would be saying okay really solid year but because he snapped a hundred year <laughs> year losing streak for the Cubs got a whole lot of credit for that and now I mean it's this is six years later Jeff and he's out of baseball. And his teams really outside of that 2017 team when they brought the same group back in Chicago have really not come close to sniffing anything near a World Series title. No, and and again, you're, you're talking about a guy who has been well-respected throughout his career, but a guy who, again always had to do one extra thing to make sure that, he, that everyone knew that he was smarter than you. And that kind of finally bit him here in, in, in Anaheim with the Angels. And, and again, I don't know what Phil Nevin's going to be as a manager. Who knows? This is now a two-thirds of a year audition for Nevin, who has been a name we have heard in plenty managerial searches in the past, Ben, finally getting a crack with a team that, let's face it, they have not been in the playoffs since 2014. And that was an 
epic disaster, if you remember, in that ALDS where they had the best record in baseball and were completely non-competitive against the Kansas City Royals getting swept out. You've had Mike Trout for almost a decade now. You have zero playoff wins. You that can't happen. You don't play in the Angels whatsoever because we, we it, every single season it has felt like, all right, this has got to be the year something happens. And this At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The current track they're on right now, far less uh, far less than ideal right at this moment. So what we're saying is... Go and empty uh, the bankroll on the Angels tonight. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Uh, that, that, that's a game that will come up uh, later tonight, 938 on the, uh, on the East Coast game uh, in Anaheim. Red Sox now steamed all the way up. I'm seeing as high as a dollar, dollar fifty at DraftKings right now for Garrett Whitlock and the Red Sox over the Angels. We'll have some golf news we'll discuss a little bit later in the show, talk some college baseball, get back to the NBA Finals discussion. But up next, we're going to talk to our guy Andy McNeil. Big game coming up at the top of the hour. It's the Rangers. It's the Lightning. Need to speak with our VEASAN NHL analyst. McNeil joins us next right here on Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page. Thank you, Kelly. We'll show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. And now it is updated every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. That's right. Every 10 minutes, you'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not only today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. We had to do something with Matt Brown out to, you know. Yeah, I didn't want to I didn't want to yell at you over the air, so I just turned off my mic and yelled way louder. That was louder. really effective because it sounded like it was Yeah, know, nobody could hear it. Uh, we we got quality mics. Maybe not so much on the chairs, but we got quality well, mics. We do have quality. <laughs> Cuz yeah. those only pick up right, you know, what, you know, when that's pointed pointed right uh, towards you. It only picks up you. That's great. Well, Matt Brown will be back tomorrow. I'm sure he'll have his Canadian currency update as well for when we give out our VEASAN summer special. Uh, Gil Alexander, he's out the rest of the week. But we've got Jeff Parles, Ben Wilson, Kelly Bidlin <laughs> behind the glass. And we have Andy McNeil. Speaking of talking about Canadian currency, we go, we go to our guy Andy getting ready for this uh, Rangers and Lightning matchup. You can give him a follow at Digital Gambler, VEASAN NHL betting analyst. There's the flag, and that is one beautiful uh, picture. I don't know if you can – you probably can't see it, Andy, because you're joining us on the phone, but we have a beautiful picture of you looking at your phone, presumably making a bet, uh, Hockey Night in Canada betting analyst as well. Andy McNeil, what uh, what are you betting for this game tonight here, Rangers and Lightning? I've got a couple of player prop bets 
it's uh, Nikita Kucherov and Steven Stamkos over three and a half shots at plus 120 and plus 115, respectively. Um, Braden Point still out for the Lightning. Not sure if he's going to return in these playoffs. Uh, and if he does, uh, he might not be at 100%. But um, Stankos and Kucherov have really been carrying the load for this team. I think the the team has woken up to what they have to do in order to, to beat the Rangers and Igor Shostakovich, and that uh, bombarded him with as many shots as possible. They attempted 86 shot, shots uh, in game number three, their most of the playoffs by far. And uh, I expect a, you know, a, a similar output tonight. You expect the Rangers to, to be a little bit better and maybe to be a little bit more prepared for what the Lightning are going to throw at them. But um, Stamkos, he came into this series with 31 shots on goal in 11 games. He's almost doubled his shot volume. He's got 15 shots in three games. He's gone over three and a half in two of those games. Uh, as well, uh, Kucherov has gone over two and a half with, with 14 shots in three games. He's gone over three-and-a-half, uh, a total of two times as well. So Stamkos and Kucherov, over three-and-a-half shots, both both uh, at a little better than even money. And uh, and in general, uh, I'm expecting a, a big night from the Lightning uh, as far as, um, you know, how many pucks they're going to, to fire towards the Spirit. Andy, I, I know you don't have a play on a side or a total in this game, but I, I think you mentioned it perfectly there because we saw it especially in the second half of Game 3. Doesn't it feel like this series is kind of tilted back, even though the Rangers are up two games to one, tilted back a little bit towards the Lightning after that performance, especially in that third period two days ago? Yeah, I, I think, you know, the, it was clear that Rust had triumphed over, over rest uh, in, in the first couple of games. All that time that Tampa Bay had off after sweeping the Florida Panthers, uh, maybe not, not a great thing for them heading into the series against the Rangers who were – you know, battling the Hurricanes right right until the bitter end. Um, but it, it, it's the longer that, that the series goes on, the more that that rest advantage is probably going to show up and, and that, that stored energy that they, they should have uh, might benefit them. They're probably going to, like I said, have to use some of that tonight uh, in order to even this series up and make it a best of three. But, um, you know, Tampa Bay is, a, is a, a mature team, a smart team. They've got a great head coach. So do the Rangers, uh, of course. Um and uh, and they they know the Rangers are a dangerous team. They can't simply sit back and play uh, defensive uh, style um, with with a guy like Igor Shesterkin at the other end. Because if you you know don't take those opportunities to generate scoring chances and generate shots on goal uh, in favor of of you know kind of letting the other team come to you, um, you're you're probably not going to beat Shesterkin more than two times. Uh, he he's only allowed more than two goals in in two out of his last ten playoff games, and, and there's a reason for that. He is, uh, he's on fire right now. And it's been the, the story, really, of this playoffs for Shesterkin. It's fascinating to watch how his saves prop have, have continued to go up and up and up, and you wrote about this in, in your daily article at, at VEASAN.com, how it was, what, 28-and-a-half game one, goes to 29-and-a-half, goes to 30-and-a-half. I know you've bet it two of the, of the first three games, and it's gone over pretty easily. And it, it makes sense, right, where Tampa Bay, as you mentioned, they figured out, okay, to really have a legitimate chance. We have to put a ton of pucks on that, really try and pepper Shesterkin, push, put him in as much danger and, and as much stress as possible. I'm seeing it up at DraftKings now, 33 and a half. I, I imagine knowing you and, and, and the modeling, that's for, for that adjustment, you probably feel like that's fair. You, you probably wouldn't want to be betting over that, but uh, what does that tell you about uh, the way the market's been, been evaluating what we've seen here from the player prop standpoint, specifically these saves on Shesterkin? 
Yeah, you know, the good bets can only can only last so long, and uh, there was a couple of really great opportunities there, um, you know, especially in the last game, although it had moved to 30 and a half. Uh, you knew the Lightning were, were going to come out and, and generate upwards of 35 shots on goal. They, they ended up finishing with 51 in that game, and uh, obviously if they can get anywhere anywhere close to that, he should go over his saves prop uh, once again. I, I don't think Shesterkin will, you know, allow very many goals, even if he does face a lot of shots, but um, I, I would say that that's a, a pretty fair price at this point. Andy, uh, just looking ahead real quick, because Colorado, of course, wrapped up the West last night with another one of those wacky high-scoring games, 6-5. They sweep the Oilers out. Avs right now at DraftKings, a pretty significant favorite to win the Cup. No shock there since they're already in the final at minus 225. But, Andy, they're going to have almost a week and a half off in between game four and and game one of the Stanley Cup final. Uh, is that going to play at all, regardless of who wins this Eastern Conference final into your handicap of the Stanley Cup final? Yeah, you know, I, I would have said it would have been a good thing if there was a chance that Nazem Kadri could, you know, heal up and, and be back in time for the Stanley Cup final. But it sounds like he's done for the season. So I think the sooner the better uh, to get back on the ice and, and start playing Stanley Cup final games for the Avalanche. But um, if this series in the Eastern Conference goes to Game Six, that would be Saturday, uh, the 11th. And uh, word is that the the Stanley Cup Final will start uh, around, you know, three or four days after that. So we could be looking at, at somewhere around June 15th or 16th before this thing gets underway. Um, yeah, and I, I think you know it's it's obviously a concern, but um, they had a lot of time off after the first round. And they came out with a, a, an outstanding uh, effort against uh, St. Louis. The game went to overtime. They won 3-2, but they uh, attempted over 100 shots uh, in game one. So there was no rust in that series. And maybe this Avalanche team is built a bit different. Uh, Andy McNeil again joining us, our VSIN NHL analyst. You see him on Hockey Night in Canada as a betting analyst as well. I just got this heads up, too, from uh, from Kelly. Somebody did at BetMGM, Andy, but... 45 large on Shesterkin over 32 and a half saves. So clearly, clearly people are reading you and the articles on uh, on vcin.com. So I know MGM here in the states has moved up from 32 and a half out of 33 and a half on uh, on that one. So very fascinating to see there. As far as uh, just the last thing I have for you, at least Con Smythe trophy wise, we've seen Kale McCarr now. He is overtaken at least at DraftKings. Nathan McKinnon is the favorite. Scores last night. That was the opening goal. Plus 170, McKinnon plus 190. I know, at least for me personally, I don't know how you feel about this, Jeff, but these always seem to be so. It's sort of like you're just throwing your hands up in the air when you have two players who are essentially co-favorites, especially in a hockey series that we are presuming will be Colorado, favored by a pretty large margin. Anyway, you're, you would be looking to attack this without even knowing who the opponent is going to be here for Colorado going forward. Well, I, I'm, I'm holding a Kale McCarr ticket at, at 13 to 1, uh, and I, I, I talked about that earlier in the postseason. Uh, I believe it was after game two of the, the series against the Nashville Predators in the first round. He was sitting at thirteen to one. McKinnon uh, was a little little lower than that, uh, but you know he was already jumping out to the early lead in, in points on a Stanley Cup favorite team. And um, you know, two of the the last two defenders that have won the Smythe Trophy were were among the top three in scoring. Now you've got Kale McCarr. He's being you know heralded as the the best defenseman since Bobby Orr. He's really kind of taking the the hockey world by storm. Everybody's talking about him as good as McKinnon has been with his 11 goals. And and I think if he 
um, you know, puts up, uh, you know, record-setting goal total for a playoff run, then, then maybe we see him, um, you know, jump out and, and become the Smythe Trophy favorite. But I think it's rightly Kale McCarr. I think um, it's going to be too hard to overlook the fact that he is a complete hockey player. He's, uh, you know, great on defense, and he brings so much on offense. Uh, he was a big reason why the, the Avalanche were able to get past the Oilers the way they did uh, with him playing so many minutes against uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. But um, yeah, I think I think McCarr is is you know uh, a shoe in as things stand right now. I don't think um, I think if things keep keep up at this pace, uh, it, it's going to be pretty hard to, to look any other way for the voters. Um, but uh, you know, I, I don't. Uh, I would I would hate to recommend plus 170 at mm-hmm. this point when uh, when I've been kind of beating his drum for a, a few weeks, almost a month now, uh, at, at much better prices. So um, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll say it's uh, it's, it's kind of past the point of, of betting it at this at this time. Yeah, McCarr plus 170, McKinnon plus 190 as it stands right now. All right, Andy, thank you as always for the time. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll catch up soon. All right, thanks guys. Enjoy the name. Absolutely, give him a follow at Digital Gambling. We've got. We've got bad baseball teams putting up tons and tons of runs all <laughs> over the place. We'll, we'll discuss some of those things next as we get back to it right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in primetime action. We're filling in for Gil and Matt, Ben Wilson, Jeff Parles, Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. I felt obligated to point this out. Uh, Kelly alerted to the, me this uh, before the show, where apparently the, Jeff, the Marlins had a closed-door meeting today mm-hmm. before their game against the Nationals, and Don Mattingly comes out of the meeting uh, saying, quote, things had to get out in the open. It was not a rah-rah meeting. Uh, <laughs> he basically said, I would not be surprised if my team comes out flat tonight. And uh, they are taking on one of the worst pitchers, maybe the worst pitcher right now, Jeff, in a starting rotation in Major League Baseball. And uh, Jorge Soler just hit a ball a really long way. That was a uh, was ground a double. rule double. Ground rule double. And it is, uh, it is 5 nothing Marlins in the, the second <laughs> inning. Uh, two set runners on second and third. Sorry, leadoff double, bottom of the third now, 5 nothing Marlins. So classic, classic case of let's just fade everything a manager. Yeah, Jonah Doan, who uh, <laughs> has a negative nice. half war. So you, me, Kelly, even Sean in the corner there doing our audio have better wars than Adone so far this year, which is not good since none of us play professional baseball. And uh, Ben, it's a fact. Yeah, factually correct. Every once in a while, I get a fact on on the show, guys. But uh, it really is. It really is funny to hear a manager say that. And then the betting markets did legitimately move. I I saw the Nats as high as plus one seventy this morning, plus one sixty five. They closed plus one fifty four behind us, and uh, it's five nothing. Jazz Chisholm, by the way, had the big blow in this uh, three zero cookie fastball right down the middle, grand salami. That's why it's five just nothing. like that. Yeah, five nothing uh, here in the bottom of the third. So you, the, the play you have, Jeff, is uh, they have moved that game back another half hour. So we're looking at an eight oh five Eastern start. You have Tigers Pirates yes run first inning. That was what plus one twenty. You said in the Quintana, yes. Quintana Peralta matchup. Uh, one play for me tonight. It's it's a game coming up again in about a half hour. Uh, I had I made this impassioned case last night. We're going to talk about awards here in a second. Made this impassioned case for Alec Manoa. Ten to one to win the Cy Young. Okay, well, love this guy. Of course, I felt I felt obligated to back it up tonight, and he gets a Royals team that is not exactly clicking on all cylinders on nope. offense. Uh, blanked last night. They have scored 
three runs or fewer now in six of their last eight games. They have won a grand total of three of their last 20 games. They are 28th in the major leagues in OPS, 28th in home runs, 26th in runs, 25 in on-base percentage. And they're getting a, a guy in Alec Manoa who is 6-1, and one, 193 ERA, expected ERA right around 250. I didn't want to play a strikeout prop because he's only been striking out about eight per nine innings. Not a big strikeout guy, but he's only given up three barrels all season. Hard hit percentage of under 20%. And you're giving me the opportunity, even though it's a lot of juice to lay on a, a single prop like this, minus 135. I was fine with going team total under here, Jeff, on the Royals, especially because this thing opened about minus 190, 200, and has quickly gotten out of hand. We're showing on the screen the Jays minus 240 at South Point. That's actually the high watermark in the market. You can you can get to them at as low as about 205 still, depending on where you shop around. But that's my my angle there for tonight, Jeff. We're going to try and take advantage of this brutal uh, Royals lineup against an elite pitcher tonight. Yeah, the, the Royals, oh, I, I didn't think we were going to be any good going into this year. The fact that the Reds started whatever it was two and or three and twenty-two in their first five uh, twenty-five games, and have a better record than the Royals, kind of just shows how bad things have gone there. And it's gone even worse since Dayton Moore did his ridiculous uh, responsibility thing when they fired the hitting coach, and their hitting's only gotten worse since they did that. But uh, Ben, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that play whatsoever. Uh, going with again a a pitcher that has pitched very well. And, and for the grand scheme of things, kind of been hidden because uh, when you think Toronto, you think the offense, now that they're hitting with runners in scoring position, they look like the team a lot of us thought they would be. And then, of course, in that rotation, even though he got uh, hit around pretty good on Sunday, Kevin Gausman's the guy you think of right. uh, as the legitimate Cy Young uh, competitor for the Jays. And, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm thinking, all right, sometimes you can you can do the whole paralysis by analysis thing in my my strategy on this game was let's just not do that, Jeff. Let's, nope, just, that's let's, just, good. let's just keep it simple. So that's my one play for tonight. Uh, wanted to also mention we have one game coming up here in just a few minutes, Yankees, because this will kind of lead into I wanted to have a discussion on. We talked NL Cy Young last night. Uh, there are some interesting AL Cy Young candidates on the Yankees as well, as in addition to the fact that Aaron Judge is now your favorite to an AL MVP. Yankees here getting this one underway in, in about five minutes. This was a, a late pitching decision made for the Twins as they'll go with Cole Sands here tonight, rookie for Minnesota, Jamison Tyone on the road here, laying at $1.65. And the Yankees, who come fresh off, Jeff, a sweep of the Tigers where they outscored Detroit 21-4. to four, are, are, I mean, they're just mashing teams all over the place. And it, it's, it's almost shocking to see them not even a, a higher favorite in a, a spot where you have a, a rookie here in Sands who has really not uh, done much at the major league level. This is just his second career start. He's only thrown eight innings in his big league career so far. I think the number's about right. You're going on the road. You're playing a team that actually has played pretty they're well. Good. They're yeah, played pretty well. I mean, they're, they're leading yeah. the division. Uh, part of that is that the White Sox have been a humongous disappointment so far, Ben, and that the the Guardians just are the definition of an average baseball team. But nah, I'm not. I'm not going to have a play on this game. And and for the for the Yankees, though, Ben, we, we I thought they would have the opportunity to be about the same team they were last year, which would be in a wild card game. An underachiever. They didn't do much in the offseason. And they're right now, like, they're 39 and 15, which is just outrageous. They're going for win 40 in game 55 of the season tonight. So, a, a team that is the rightful favorite and probably will be the significant favorite in the AL until they are eliminated or they have won the pennant at this point, Ben. So, also, don't forget it is the Gary Sanchez revenge game. Oh, yeah. Just, just could, don't forget how that. How could we possibly possibly forget? But it's interesting. I had it marked now. on my calendar. I don't uh, know about you. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> Sorry. Nice Next time, you. I'll get you. Please. Sorry. All right. we'll, Tomorrow, we'll, probably. 
All right. So, yeah, we'll see you same, same time tomorrow. But it is interesting how this is the first time all season, and we've had this, you know, this whole MVP discussion, at least in the American League, where it's all surrounded the idea of can Shohei Otani, for, for him as a two-way player, how long will the novelty factor uh, be there? How, how quickly will it, would it wear off for him? And now for the first time, he, as we've talked about, this 12-game losing streak for the Angels, he is now no longer your favorite in the AL betting market for the first time this season. It's now Judge. He's at 2-1. to one. Certainly, Jeff, if he continues to put up these numbers, you, there was legitimately not a case you could make to bet against Judge when he's on pace right now to hit 63 home runs, to drive in 128 runs, and to hit 313 with a WRC plus of 200. It's just a question of, for a guy who has had injury history in the past, has only had, a, had over 600 plate appearances twice in his career, what would you set the odds on right now for Judge of maintaining not not really the, the pace because it's obviously relatively unsustainable, but just the health in general? And is this now a, a rightful favorite here at, uh, at two to one? I, I'm surprised it took so long for him to be the favorite, and I think that just more has to do with books having a lot of liability on on Shohei, and and rightfully That's a good point. so, yeah. rightfully so, I should say uh, for for Otani, who going into the year, yeah, he, he was the rightful favorite. When he was moved to odds on at some books earlier in in the season, it was right at that point. But Judge, I mean, he's, he's leading the league at homers. He's hitting over three over three hundred. He's playing on the best team in the American League, the best team in baseball, in the biggest media market in the country. And, and I know that last part will will rub some people the wrong way with me saying that. But again, we're vote. This is a human voted on betting market here where you have to handicap how humans are going to vote. And you have the voter fatigue potentially with Otani after winning it last year. Oh, by the way, as, as we mentioned before, the Angels are an abject disaster right now. And the Yankees are the best team in baseball, and judges' numbers back it up. They've been better than anyone, anyone else in the American League. If you were just going off of strict numbers right now, Jose Ramirez would be the second favorite over Otani yes. and Mike Trout. He's been better than both of those guys. But because, obviously, the the liability on both the Trout and Otani and the fact that we know Otani has a has a humongous hammer with him because of the pitching portion of his game that no one else has. But Judge is the right favorite, and at 2-1, to one, I think that's about right where we're sitting at today. And Ramirez, 190 WRC+. Plus, and it, but it goes back to we always have this discussion. It's not just who's putting up the best numbers. You're, when you're trying to do the multi-tiered handicap, figure out the voters, that is what becomes – uh, very difficult. As Kelly Bidlin knows, I'm still upset about my Dak Prescott comeback player of the year award ticket. Yeah. It was minus 170. It was what, minus 2,000 at one point? And then the Joe Burrow <laughs> last three weeks of the season happened and I, and I lost. So, like, these things are, are so volatile and all it takes. I mean, we talked about last year, the hesitation on Otani in any of, the, any of the awards markets, specifically MVP, was just, okay, we haven't really seen him do this for 162 games. Is this really going to hold up? And by the time it was apparent that it was going to hold up, it, it was too late because he'd been priced out of the market. So we'll see how long this lasts for Judge. I also wonder, too, because you talk about the, you know, the major market factor here with, these, with the voters, it also applies to the Cy Young market as well, where you have Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, who have both been brilliant so far. And, just again, the whole question of can Justin Verlander stay healthy, a guy with two pretty major injuries coming off of, is still your favorite. Cole Cortez, where do you stand on those guys right now? I would give Cole the advantage over Nestor for sure because you know Garrett Cole, despite some bad outings at some very inopportune times in his career, Garrett Cole is a, is a very good to great pitcher. 
Cortez can this hold up for a whole season? Now we saw Robbie Ray win a Cy Young last year because the whole field kind of collapsed around him, and Ray struck out a ton of batters in Toronto on a team that was fun to watch. Who knows? Again, the, the, the Cy Youngs in both leagues right now, the MVP races, I have a little bit of, a, of an idea. The Cy Young races are very difficult handicaps in both yeah. leagues. Seems like there's a, there's a lot that could happen between now and, and the end of September. Uh, when we return, though, we'll get back to the NBA Finals, get Jeff's thoughts. Game three tomorrow. We'll discuss it next here on Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN summer special is here for only $39. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel, best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs, and we'll have lots of NFL offseason coverage, not to mention continued best bets, premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features daily best bets, an email in those daily best bets, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools in a live video stream wherever and whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. That's VEASAN.com slash summer sign up now we're back prime time action with jeff parles ben wilson kelly bidlin behind the glass uh your your game we're still waiting on that so that'll rain delay jeff come on now let's get some we need some first inning yes run sweats going all right come on I'm impressed Jeff only had one bet this evening. I actually am really surprised. I was expecting there's no baseball season. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. It's hard to bet this stuff. Unfortunately, uh, the the third-tier French soccer league is now over. We're done. So, so no <laughs> in-game nil-nil draws Le, at halftime for Jeff League 2 is done. League 2. We got a uh, – what do we have now? We have uh, we have UEFA Nations League Which going is a on totally right – can we just for yes. a second – go ahead, can we, can, we, can we just respect – What is that? I've seen it. All right, we, we – you're going to see it on TV. Is that like gonna... World Cup qualifiers? No, 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 so, okay. no, no, no. Because that UEFA, would make too much sense. UEFA Nations League literally is just like a showcase tournament that the UEFA decided they just wanted to have teams play each other to, for some sort of prestige. It literally means nothing. It is a totally made up, out of nowhere, out of the clouds showcase that has legitimately zero impact on any sort of competition. UEFA, Euros, World Cup. Anything going forward. Well, the best part about it's a complete it, money grab. The best part about it is the 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 finals of said Nations League take place in 2023. 
So it's a over oh, wow. Year, it's an over a year it's just, competition. Get those, get those futures tickets in right yeah, now. Yeah, hold really, on, hold on to that for a I while. I mean, it's, it's not quite like when the you know some of these domestic leagues started playing their super cups in like Azerbaijan. But I mean, it's you know we're we're starting to get there. Speaking of that, we'll talk about. I, we should probably talk about the live golf stuff that just happened today sure. here here uh, in a couple minutes. I first though because Jeff, we we had this conversation with Adam Burke yesterday. Wanted to get your thoughts. NBA Finals Game Three kind of update the odds, the market where we're at right now. Not a whole lot of changes since last night, but the Celts still sit. Minus three and a half Celtics against the Warriors. Game three of the NBA Finals going back to Boston uh, tomorrow night. I asked Kelly this question last night. I think uh, it's, and it's really the question you have to ask if you're evaluating this series uh, just from the, the overall series perspective. And that is, after what we've seen in the first two games, has anything changed in your mind based on, on what you've seen, based on what you were expecting to see before, before the series started, given that we've now seen a series price here shift pretty drastically, not a Celts minus $1.15? Before I get to this, to tie a bow on the last segment that we just had, Aaron Judge just homered. So it's 2 nothing oh, Yankees right okay. away. So Add another the, one. The, the lead leaguer, the, the league leader, I should say, as I, I flip those words lead around. Leaguer. Lead leaguer. Might, might, might as well. Might it's as a tough well, one. Yeah. He enjoys a nice line and kugel lager look, as well. Look, look yeah. I, I don't know how to talk half the time. You know that, Ben. But, <laughs> but you're, looking at, you're looking at Judge again, homering, favorite to win the MVP. Yeah. And those numbers those numbers are only going to get shorter. This continues yeah. for another two weeks or, or so. 22 now for Judge, by the way. But on this NBA Finals here, Ben, this series now is extraordinarily complicated for me to handicap because I would love to just be taking points, but what we've seen in this postseason all the way around with the blowouts, and we saw it again in game two, where really when Boston doesn't have it on a night, they look, they look like a team that doesn't, doesn't mean to be in the finals at this point, Ben. So I'm a little bit concerned, especially if Golden State makes adjustments. This is really going to come down to which coach does better in between games two and three. Because I don't think Udoka has adjusted much so far in these two games. The adjustment in the fourth quarter of game one was let's not miss any three-pointers. And they were successful in that. Solid adjustment. Which is a great adjustment. But that's not, even though they were wide open looks, that's not a sustainable adjustment, obviously. You're not going to go, whatever it was, 8 of 9, 9 of 10 from 3 in a quarter when you're already down double digits. Total feels right at 212 and a half. I I, I would, I'm not going to bet this game tomorrow night. I'm going to wait in game, see if we get an opportunity, and we'll see where we go from there, Ben. But I, I would say... That if you are making me bet this, I would only take points. But again, this these teams are so even, guys. It, it yeah. is so. That's even. not a statement with a lot of conviction. By there is no I mean, conviction. And I don't have. Mu- I mean, I'm the same way from from the side perspective. If you're talking adjustments, well, I guess what we saw game one was the Celtics play a ton of drop coverage for reasons that may remain very mysterious. <laughs> Steph Curry just had wide open are. three yeah. after wide open three, and it was yeah. I mean, they closed that gap to a degree, but then as you point out, Kelly, there were still <laughs> I mean, game two. It was like wait, I. Thought we fi- if you're back in the Celtics, I'm sure you're thinking to yourself, oh, I thought we figured this whole let's not play drop coverage thing on a lethal three-point shooting team thing anymore. And then they kind of went back to well, it. It's like the only guy they were doing it to in game two was to Steph Curry, but like when he was six feet beyond the beyond the three-point line. But it's right. like, guess what? <laughs> Steph Curry can still hit that shot. And he was pulling up and taking it every time they were giving that to him. So, yeah, I, I think you're going to expect, I would hope, that they're going to even further adjust on that and not let – I mean, what you saw in the Warriors in game two was a lot of pick-and-roll action with Steph Curry, just keeping the ball in his hands, right? Not allowing the Celtics 
defense to force it out of his hands and force him to become a, 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 a just a spot-up shooter. Him in that playmaking role is just extremely dangerous. I think the only problem I have with, with Golden State right now, I, I hear what you're saying, Jeff, about the adjustments on the Celtics side, and you really haven't seen a ton. To me, a lot of this, though, is just the star, these young stars knowing that they got to go home and be stars, that Jalen sure. Brown can't get discouraged by Draymond Green playing him well on the defensive side of the ball. He's got to still shoot. He's one of the few guys that can shoot on this team. He's got to take those shots. He's got to be not afraid to score. And, and, and Jason Tatum, the same thing. He got, he's got to go to the rim more. he got to try to pick up more fouls. Now, it, the Warriors' defense has been incredible. It's easy, easier for me to say that than the Celtics to go out there and do it. But those guys can't shy away. I also don't expect they have to stay aggressive this whole series. But the, the important role players... I still give an advantage to on the Boston side than I do on the Golden State side. And you look and see two points for Horford, two points for Robert Williams, two points for Marcus Smart. I, I mean, even Derek White, I mean, he put up 12, but on four for 13 shooting. And I, I just don't think that's going to continue when these guys get home either in, in game three tomorrow. So I actually do have bets in this game. I bet the Boston, uh, the Celtics, uh, when it opened at three, I added a first half bet last night. I. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I guess you really can't argue with is that whatever halftime adjustments are happening, the Warriors are absolutely destroying the Celtics and Kerr right. destroying Udoka when that happens. So mm-hmm. I made I, I I don't often make as big of a first half bet as I do as a full game bet, but I did that in this for this game tomorrow. Um, and then I got a couple player props too. We'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah, prop the show. watch later on. Yeah, yeah, prop watch coming up. We'll talk about those. But yeah, I do like the Celtics coming back. We haven't seen them. We have seen them. Make the proper adjustments every time they've lost this postseason. Has always picked up a, a, a W on the next game. So I, I do think they'll take care of business. And re- really, my bigger feel for this is just from the beginning, like we talked about last night, Ben. I don't think too, too much has changed. And I still think Boston just has a deeper team right now. It's like, can you, can you pre-flop play a third quarter line? <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, station, a lot of plays on the East Coast. Wait, yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Stations oh, definitely does that. That's actually a thing. Okay. I know they do it for hockey. I've seen that for hockey before. I, I I'm gonna trust uh, Kelly on that. Yeah, no, you that, can. Oh, I, yeah. Most of the, I think in every single one of the East Coast books, you can. And yes, I think there's one or two here I'm in town. I'm so used can. as you talk. I'm so used to being you know we're here in Nevada. There's it's not. There's not yeah, I'm there's pretty sure Stations options. does it. That's okay. That's good. Yeah, no, no. Look, look. There's yeah, not. No, I mean, bet. Don't get me wrong. It's always been one of those things. Like this is a situation where you might actually consider it. it right. I've you never, never un- ever. I've never it. understood why they post it because I'm like, why would you? Why would anybody bet this? Why wouldn't you just bet like in game? Like you can and like you, like in baseball, you could bet pre. Flop the team to win the eighth inning. Like, why would anybody ever? You know, <laughs> right, makes right, no right. sense. There's oh, a lot of come on. Doesn't that sound like a fun okay, time? All right, Jeff, no, I, I, I no, no chance on down. that one. But <laughs> I, I will, I will say this for 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 this whole series. And Kelly brought it up: the the Boston young stars needing to be stars, because Jason Tatum, despite being the the second favorite to win MVP in this series, I thought Jason Tatum was okay in Game One. He seemingly got praised a little bit more. Oh, he's a great distributor, which he distributed the ball well, but that was more, again, distributing to wide-open guys who were hitting shots. And in game two, he had a minus 36-point differential. So you need to see Tatum. You need to see Tatum actually be the superstar that we've seen plenty of times in this postseason uh, in order for Boston not only to win game three, but to win this series. It is kind of funny to see Al Horford sitting there at 70-1 to where – 
Al Horford did nothing in game two. Celtics get crushed. Horford has that big three-point shooting game in game one. I, look, narratives can be very weird here, Ben, where if Tatum and Brown are average at 70-1, to 1, it's almost worth pizza he, money on Horford. He was 14-1 to 1 after game one. Yeah. I mean, from 90 to 14 to 70. It's like, okay. It's almost right. worth pizza money. Almost. Almost. Not almost. quite. Not quite almost. worth Jeff Parles' pizza money. Okay. We are going to update the baseball on the other side of things. Our final thoughts on big NHL game four coming up in about 15 minutes. Rangers lightning. Our thoughts coming up on that next as we continue here on primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 